Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. He descended into hell. In my 20-some years of pastoral ministry, I've had more questions over this article of the Apostles' Creed than any other. What does it mean? Why do we confess it? Where's the scriptural evidence for it? Now, some of you grew up in traditions or came from churches that confessed the Apostles' Creed, but did not have this line included. Why? Why would one tradition confess it and another skip over it? Well, this morning we'll be exploring these questions together as we look at He Descended into Hell. Now, this article of the Apostles' Creed is not found in the earliest versions of the Creed. It's a later edition. It's one that was added probably in the fourth century. That's the primary reason why some traditions, some churches that confess the creed, leave it out, skip over it. But during the time of the Reformation in the 16th century, Protestants as a whole kept this article. Now, they knew it wasn't original to the creed, and they did not agree with the traditional understanding of the article, yet they kept it. They kept it because they believed it was faithful to the witness of the scriptures. They kept it because they believed it was true to the life and ministry of Jesus. And so we confess it every week. He descended into hell. Now here is what it does not mean. It does not mean, does not mean that after Jesus suffered, was crucified and died, that he went to hell. Hell as in the place of eternal fire and damnation. Hell, the place of eternal torment and punishment for the wicked. Hell, the place of eternal separation from God. This hell is translated from the Greek word Gehenna. This is what Jesus speaks of in passages like Luke 12, verse 5, where he says, Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Well, Gehenna is a transliteration of a Hebrew word that means the valley of the sons of Hinnom. Well, this is a valley. It's a a gorge located west and south of Jerusalem. In Gehenna, child sacrifices to idols took place under the wicked kings Ahaz and Manasseh. In Gehenna, up to 185,000 bodies of Assyrian soldiers were burned. In the days of King Hezekiah, the Assyrian army surrounded Jerusalem. They besieged Jerusalem, and, and God saved his people by sending an angel to strike the army down. They burned the bodies in Gehenna. In Gehenna, a garbage dump emerged full of fire and worm, smoke, and stench. Gehenna was also known as Topheth, which means a place to be spit upon. So a place of evil, a place of the dead, a place of fire and smoke, stench and decay, a place only to be spit upon. Gehenna. 
Well, Jesus used this place, he used this imagery to point to a place of future judgment, future punishment, a place of fire and smoke, stench and decay for those who reject God. Hell. Jesus did not descend to this hell, Gehenna. He didn't need to. His suffering and death on the cross was all that was needed to conquer sin. It was all that was needed to overcome your sin, to redeem you, to reconcile you to God. As Jesus died, he spoke these words on the cross, it is finished. His work of redemption was accomplished. His sacrifice was perfect, complete. Nothing else was needed. He didn't need to go to hell to finish it. It was finished on the cross. He didn't need to go to hell to proclaim victory over the devil. His victory was proclaimed on the cross. Nor did he need to go to hell to, re to release the Old Testament saints. Holy ones like Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah. There, there, there was and is a belief that before Jesus came, before the suffering and death of Jesus, the Old Testament patriarchs and prophets and kings, those who were faithful to God, when they died, their souls went to hell. Or at least a place next to hell. It, 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 over time, it didn't seem quite right to put Abraham in hell or Moses in hell. So it was thought that they were not quite in hell, a place known as Limbus, where we get our word limbo. There they were kept waiting in prison until Jesus descended to free them. Now, you won't find any support for this in the scriptures. And besides that, it contains an erroneous view that, that sins were not forgiven before Jesus, that Old Testament figures could not be righteous before God, before Jesus, but they were. Paul writes in Romans 4 that Abraham was saved the same way you are, that Abraham was made righteous the same way you are, by faith. Faith in God's promises. Now for you, these promises are realized. They're here, they're now. Jesus has come and he offers you forgiveness and life. Receive them by faith. But for them, the promises were not yet. They would find their fulfillment in the future, in Jesus. Promises of the future that they receive by faith. He descended to hell. So not hell as in Gehenna, the, the place of eternal punishment and fire. This is Hades, which is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Sheol. Now, the, the, the confusion over this comes from versions of the Bible that translate Gehenna and Hades and Sheol all as hell, but they are not the same. They're different. In the Old Testament, Sheol is death, the grave, the depths of the earth, the depths of the sea, a deep, miry pit, darkness, dust, a, a prison for those cut off from life, the, the place of the dead. 
In the Old Testament, everyone goes to Sheol. In our reading, our reading from Psalm 49, the psalmist speaks of death. He says that everyone will see the pit, the pit, the wise and the foolish alike will perish and enter the grave. And then he says this of those who have foolish confidence, like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd. Death shepherds the soul to Sheol. So descending to hell, descending to Sheol, descending to Hades means that Jesus died, that he entered the state of death, that he entered the grave. But it's more than that. I mean, the creed already confesses that Jesus died. Descending to Hades, Sheol is the lowest humiliation for Jesus. It means that he was held by the pangs of death. He was held by the anguish of death, the torment of death. It means that he was under the power of death for three days, that he was swallowed up by death for three days. Like Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. He was in darkness for three days, in the depths for three days. It means his soul was absent from his body, separate from his body. He was in the realm of the dead, the place of the dead. It means for three days, it seemed that death had won, that death had the victory. Jesus descending to Sheol is a reminder that there is a Saturday between Good Friday and Easter morning. It's a reminder that on this day, the day after he was buried, it's a reminder that his followers were, were stunned, confused and crushed, afraid and angry, sorrowful and defeated. How could Jesus have died? Why did it end this way? While, on the other hand, his enemies, the enemies of Jesus were elated. They were rejoicing. They were victorious. but this is not the only meaning of Sheol. It's not the only meaning of Hades in the Old Testament. Sheol is not only a place of the dead, it's also a place of the living. The living who are in a place of darkness. The living who are in a pit. The depths. Silenced. Cut off estranged. Like Jonah, the prophet Jonah, you, you remember the story of Jonah. He was called by God to preach God's word to Nineveh. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, and the Assyrians were, were ruthless and brutal. They were enemies of God's people. God sent Jonah to Nineveh to call them to repentance, but Jonah didn't want to go, so Jonah fled. But you can't run from God. And Jonah ended up in the belly of a great fish, three days in the belly of the fish. So in the depths, Jonah cried out to God. Jonah prayed this prayer found in Jonah chapter two. I called out to the Lord out of my distress and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried and you heard my voice. Jonah was in Sheol. He was alive, but in Hades. He was in the pit, darkness cut off, estranged in the chaos of the waves. But in Sheol, he cries to the Lord. In Sheol, he turns to the Lord. In Sheol, he longs for the presence of the Lord. He longs for the light of the Lord. But the, 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 the point is this, you don't have to be dead to be in Sheol. 
You don't have to be in the belly of a fish to be in Sheol. You can be in Sheol through loneliness. You can be in Sheol through shame or loss. You can be in Sheol through sorrow or fear. You can be in Sheol through suffering, through a long-term illness or addiction. Sheol is the depths, darkness, the pit where you feel cut off, estranged, tormented, tossed by the waves of chaos, and you long for the light. Well, know this. You're not alone. Light has entered the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Jesus descended to hell. He descended to Sheol. He descended to the depths. He's been in the pit. He's been cut off, estranged, tormented, swallowed up, and he has done that for you. So that when you find yourself there, call to him. Cry out to him. Pray. Like Jonah, pray. He can deliver you from the anguish and torment of the depths. How? By being with you, present with you. Even if it doesn't seem like it, even if you don't feel it, he's there and he brings light and he brings hope. Even if the waves get stronger, even if it feels like you're sinking further down, even if it feels like you're stuck beyond, he is there. Now, the truth is you may find yourself in and out of Sheol, in different seasons, different years, with different struggles in your life. The Christian faith is realistic because the scriptures are realistic. Life is challenging. Life involves struggle and suffering and loss. This world, our lives, are beset by sin both within and without. But Jesus has come, and he's come to transform the world, and he's come to transform your life. He descended into hell. He's with you. And this is what makes you different. Everyone, everyone will enter the pit. Everyone will enter the depths at some point or time in their lives. But you know you're not there alone. Yes, you may suffer. Yes, you may struggle. Yes, you may be afraid. But you need not despair. The Savior is with you. This is your witness in the pit. And you also know that the pit will not swallow you. Why? Because the one who descended, the one who is with you, he rose from the dead. Our New Testament reading from Acts is Peter's Pentecost sermon. Jesus had just ascended into heaven. The Holy Spirit had just come upon the church. And Peter was preaching to a great crowd in Jerusalem. He proclaims the gospel. Listen to verse 24 again. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Death could not hold Jesus. The grave could not hold Jesus. And to show that it was true, Peter quotes Psalm 16, which was our call to worship this morning. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. This Psalm pointed to Jesus. He's the Holy One of God. And God's word shows that death couldn't hold him. Hades, Sheol could not hold him. 
He's risen. The pit is not victorious, and it will not be victorious over you, for you will follow your Savior. You will follow your Savior, not to hell, not to Gehenna, not to Sheol, but to the Father. You will be in his presence. Your body may be in the grave, but your soul will be with the Lord until the last day, until the day of resurrection, which we'll talk about next week. Listen again to part of our Old Testament reading. This is Psalm 49, verse 15. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Jesus has ransomed you. He descended to hell. He descended to Sheol to ransom you. When you find yourself in the pit, pray this verse. When you find yourself in the depths, pray this verse. When you find yourself tossed by the chaotic waves, pray this. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Jesus descended into hell. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 